episode 71 of the Wave Back Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to is a song from Mega Man 9, which is just one of several Mega Man games we're going to be discussing tonight because it's Mega Man Month here at Geekade.com. And to help us celebrate, Matt and myself are joined by Jonathan Robert. Yeah. From the Mutant Musings podcast to discuss our favorite Mega Man tunes. Grab the nearest E-Tank because it's time for the Mega Man Month special. Well, hello, gentlemen. How the heck are you? What's up, Chris? How are you feeling? I'm uh, still sick. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Like I was saying before the show, this is just the way it is now. So, uh, so Jonathan, um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and, and your love of Mega Man. All right. So, so my name is Jonathan Robert. I'm 34 years old. I live in northeastern New Jersey. Uh, I recently graduated. No. Okay. All right. That's probably not what you meant. All I was right. really listening along. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's fine. You get my origin story on another episode. Oh, um, fair. Yeah, I am a I'm a huge comic book nerd, and so yes, I'm the host, uh, well, co-host of the Mutant Musings podcast on geekade.com, where myself and my girlfriend slash co-host Patty talk about uh, the X Men twice a month, uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's, it's we have a, we have a good time making dirty jokes, using foul language, and making innuendo about our favorite characters. Uh, but aside from an X Men fanatic, I am also an enormous Mega Man fan. Um, and I have been since I was in kindergarten, literally remember my first experience with Mega Man. And it's just been one of those loves that have, have you know, gone on for, jeez, it's been 30 years this year. 1989 was my first experience with Mega Man. So, yeah, 30 years I've been playing Mega Man games, and I just absolutely love it. Well, well nobody can blame me for that. Now, I also know that you're a big fan of video game music because, um, well, the, that's kind of how the two of us really got to know each other was through video game music. Uh, I was working at a comic book store and, and Jonathan would come in and shop there. And I remember, uh, I think one of the first times we ever actually connected via conversation was about the Chrono Trigger soundtrack. And <laughs> you had, uh, you, you were in the market for it and I burned you a CD of it, I think. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. It was missing Gato's theme. It was. And, uh, I think I eventually rectified that for you. You did. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't just Chrono Trigger, though. It was a, it was a couple of albums worth of, of music. We were, we were talking about that. And yeah, yeah. I've, I've always been a lover of, of video game music. You know, I mean, well, not every video game has an amazing soundtrack, but some of the ones that I've played, like Chrono Trigger, um, a couple of the games from the Final Fantasy series I played as a kid just have amazing soundtracks. And I was mm, like... Yeah. I want to I wanna be playing this in my car, and I'm not very tech-savvy, so I didn't have an iPod. I had a CD player, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm going to miss that baby. Um, oh. But yeah, so, so yeah, that is, you're right. That is pretty much how we connected outside of just seeing each other in the shop and talking about comics. It was like, oh, you like video game music? Oh, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come check out my library? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. You made that real special real quick. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> he makes everything special. It's, it's just a You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Mega Man music is, is definitely very, very memorable. Uh, it's really interesting, I think, and, and I, I don't want to rant too long, but... You know, when when I was a, when I was a kid, it was a lot of like you know those action platformers with just very similar or the same music and a lot of the different levels. And Mega Man wasn't like that. It was mm -hmm. every different stage. It was a different piece of music, and just you know the melodies of them and how they kind of captured you know the visuals or the theme of the stage. You know, for the most part, um, we can leave Mega Man Eight out of this conversation. Uh, <laughs> 
But, you know, they did a really, really, the composers did an amazing job. And so that's something that has always stood out to me is not just the gameplay, but the music as well. I definitely agree with you in the Mega Man 8 musical department, with the exception of a couple of songs. Yeah. There are some, there are some great, like really great standout tracks in Mega Man 8. But by and large, the music was kind of stuck in this weird rut that Capcom was in musically, where they were just really mm. into weird jazz. <laughs> you know, is- like... They went through that jazz phase in college. Marvel vs. Capcom 2, <laughs> Mega Man 8, uh, even like to an extent some of the Street Fighter stuff that they were doing at the time. Like there was always just like, and now here's some saxophones and some woman's just going to be just telling you she's going to take you for a ride over and over again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, remember Capcom that. went through this weird, weird phase with its music. It was very like just a lot of weird jazz fusion stuff. And it just didn't work for a lot of the Mega Man 8 stuff. And Mega Man and bass, too, uh, Same, suffered yeah. from from a bit of that. Absolutely. But uh, we're um, uh, Jonathan here has actually also written uh, the two of us have written together several years in a row for Mega Man Month, uh, some top tens. And he's written a top ten for uh, for this month. I wasn't involved in because I'm I'm doing my other psychotic project where I'm writing a (laughs) Mega Man article nearly every day. Um, Jesus. I'm I'm a little ahead. I'm halfway through next week. So we'll see if I can pull off doing it for the whole month. But uh, um, so, Jonathan, you are you're actually ranking your favorite. Uh, top 10 Mega Man songs. Dude, this was literally one of the hardest things I've had to do in my entire life. This is <laughs> this is right up there with going to ShopRite twice a week and picking out the perfect bananas to bring home. This was like that level hard decision <laughs> for me. Ranking the top 10 Mega Man songs. Like, I just had to... <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's a, great. That's all right. That's a real struggle I go through twice a week. You know, it's it's really difficult, man. There's just how many do I need? You know, how's the color? You know, how's the feel of them? And how long I, are they gonna last? Yeah, yeah. How how long? I gotta I gotta plan out how many bananas I'm gonna have in a day. You know, ratio for like, oh, these are gonna be going by Saturday. I gotta watch out, um, <laughs> man. Well, I mean, you could always make banana bread once they get overripe you know if i knew how to do that i might but <laughs> I, I at this point in my life i know how to cut them and drop them into my cheerios in the morning that's the level of banana preparation that i'm at at 34 years old um i don't know who knows what'll happen in the future chris you know we'll see we'll see um all right and so, this has been another installment of the wave back cooking show for yeah Matt and chris before this conversation goes to bananas uh back uh. to the top 10 list yeah that was there's one that was that was really difficult i had um i first of all i listened to every every piece of stage music from from all the Mega Man games and then you know i had to try to put them in like some obvious ones and then you know kind of figure out like which we're going to kind of round out the bottom and what deserved a spot on the list and i started writing about a couple of them and then changing my mind and it was really difficult to not only pick them, but then be able to write about them. Because um, I don't write about music, and I can probably talk about it, and I can be like, oh, you know that part in the song where it's like, meh, 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 but I can't write that. Um, so yeah, that was difficult too. But overall, it was a fun experience, and um, and I'm satis- I'm very satisfied with the list that I came up with. I I am too. It was a it's a very it's a very good list. Uh, it is also pretty different from mine, which I thought was really fun. Uh, coming up with the track list for this episode because uh, so basically what we did was each uh, since there's three of us, we each came with our 
uh, three of our favorites. I don't know if I don't know if you guys actually picked your individual top threes. I'm, I know Jonathan, you didn't because uh, you kind of wanted to save that for your article. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, just seeing the different choices that we all made in our uh, selections, it's kind of neat to see uh, what the the kinds of music that we each gravitate towards. Uh, as far as um, uh, the Mega Man songs, because there there is a pretty a pretty wide breadth of uh, types of songs. Like Mega Man music is typically Mega Man music. You can usually pick it out unless it's something expressly bizarre like uh, Mega Man Eight <laughs> and its weirdo <laughs> soundtrack. But like you can usually kind of pick out. There's a very, kind of a flavor, even though all these different uh, composers have have given their take on it. There's a kind of distinct Mega Man flavor, and um, but there's a lot of different directions that that flavor moves in. And um, it was just kind of fun seeing that the the three of us have, have very different tastes when it comes to Mega Man music. Uh, I'm a big fan of every single one of the tracks that you guys that uh, pulled. And in fact, we were having a chat before about Quick Man stage. And I know we did a Mega Man 2 <laughs> episode a while back. I'm it's there's this weird trick that they pull at a lot of Mega Man, a handful of Mega Man 2 tunes that especially involve heat in some way, shape or form. We have this weird little like a. Uh, I don't know, just these buzzy, zappy noises going on in the background that kind of drive me nuts. But uh, <laughs> the actual composition of Quick Man Stage, I'm a big fan of, um, uh, which I I didn't even really discover until I started hearing, uh, you know, some rock musicians like the Mini Bosses cover the tune. I'm like, well, actually, this is this is really good. This is a, this is a great tune. I just don't love the instrumentation on the NES. So um, so don't worry, Quick Man Stage isn't in this episode anyway. So yeah, you're welcome, Chris. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's get started. Um, uh, Jonathan, since you're the guest, uh, you get to go first. So what is your first track that we're going to listen to tonight? Okay, uh, so my first pick for, for, for the list tonight is um, Flame Man's stage music from Mega Man 6 uh, by Yuko Takehara, who also did music for Street Fighter Alpha, Final Fight 2, and Breath of Fire 2, which is all news to me. Um, and I, I absolutely, I absolutely love this song. This is a, this, yes, is also one of my, this would be on my top 10. Absolutely. No question. Uh, this is a marvelous song. I actually remember when the, um, the Mega Man anniversary collection came out on PlayStation two. Um, I was working at a game crazy in Brooklyn and, um, uh, one of my coworkers, Manny, had never played Mega Man Six. This, Six is probably the least played of the NES Mega Man games because it came out so late. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hadn't played Mega Man Six before, and I was like, "Dude, Flame Man Stage is like the best music." Yeah. He was like, "All right." So I went over and I turned it on, and we just left it there for hours. <laughs> I mean, it must because you know we got busy and we couldn't go over and like mess with things. It must have been playing for like three solid hours, and we did not give a single crap, like a single solitary crap. <laughs> now it was the new uh, fancier version that was in uh, the anniversary collections that had our arranged tunes in it. Uh, I think that most of them came from the Mega Man arcade games, but uh, still just the composition of this song is outstanding. Um, Matt, have you heard this one before? Have you played Mega Man six? No, uh, like you said, it's, it's at the uh, kind of the end of the NES um, career, so to speak. So I probably mo- had moved on already to another system. Um, I don't really have a, a ton of familiarity with a lot of the Mega Man series, which I know is probably sacrilegious in some way, shape, or form. In every but... way, shape, and form. <laughs> well, I, I think I'm about to get kicked off this show by Jonathan. Um, or punched in the face in real life. Um, but uh, no, uh, as the listeners will find out, um, my Mega Man of choice is part two. Um, 
because that's the one I got as a kid, and that's the one I, I played incessantly. But most recently um, on Xbox Live and I'm probably the PlayStation Network, there is um, the Legacy Collection. So I've made it a mission of mine to go back and play all of them and beat all of them. And so far, I've beaten uh, part one and part two. Uh, but uh, I kind of dropped the ball on part three. So this game, this uh, episode rather, will probably push me to continue that journey. So I imagine it will. So um, let's, uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's listen to Flame Man Stage from Mega Man 6. <laughs> That was Flame Man stage and, from and Mega you Man have. Six. Yes, I have. <laughs> uh, and that's um, look, Mega Man Six has a very good soundtrack, but that is, as far as I'm concerned, just leagues above anything else in that game. What a fantastic piece, Jonathan! Want to talk to us a little bit about uh, why it is you chose that? I mean, that just that song just makes me so friggin' happy. I I don't I don't know. Just the melody of it is just kind of like upbeat and then it gets sort of like hesitant and then it gets like a little trilly and then rough and and then it just ends with like these couple of notes right before it repeats it's just all sounds like positive and upbeat and and happy even though you know everything in the stage is trying to burn you and kill you um i mean he he is flame man and i think i, I touched on this and what i wrote is that like you look at fireman you look at heat man and you look at like magma man and that kind of stuff and then you hear their songs and it's like yeah okay so that's fire i get the feeling of fire there but this flame man like he's he's oil based like that's what's in most of his stage it's it's oil so yeah, what it's does... all about burning oil and it's it's got yeah. a very there's lots of very middle eastern tones um just in the way this whole mm. thing is is composed, there's just a lot of that really Middle Eastern kind of vibe to it, with the you know kind of the trills of the main instrument and all that stuff, and and you get that in the stage as well. It's reflected because it is you know set in a lot of that kind of 
I don't know, almost Persian or uh, well, it it's just it's actually said in in well, he's from Saudi Arabia. Saudi I mean, Arabia, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So you 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 had that. Yeah. So the, it's it, that's what they're going for, and mm-hmm. and they they really knocked it out of the park on that one. But like I, like I said, it's just it that song strikes me like no other heat based robot master does. It's just it's so vastly different, but so upbeat and so happy and. I, I I just I've downloaded a couple of I had downloaded a couple of remixes of it because I just I love that song so much I just have like fond memories of playing through that stage even from from childhood and just it just makes me happy yeah that was the, that, that's really the stage that sticks out to me the most in the game and it's mm. mostly because of the music but also the creativity of like you know those the the oil pits that you can land in and those robots will come flying by and if they drop the fire on them then it becomes <laughs> instant death fire and like mm. ah. <laughs> Obviously, there's like Tomahawk Man's Tomahawk Man stage with the sun in the background is also another really memorable visual striking moment from Mega Man Six. But Flame Man stage is definitely my favorite stage in the in the game, and the music is it plays no small part in it. I I really love how how just complex the baseline is in this one. Like, there's a lot of layers coming together really really smartly in this song that that is is it's really really fun to listen to. Like, just kind of break down the math of everything that's going on because even like right in the beginning, you've got this. Very, very complicated bass, bass line and, and secondary instrument call and answer going on underneath the main melody. So it's like, like just kind of back and forth. And they're all just the, the bass line just does not stop being crazy throughout the whole song. And it doesn't even seem that way because it's very subtle. It's very kind of buried into the mix. But when you're really, really paying attention to it, the, the bass line just goes all over the place. It's it's such a such a great tune. Mm. Matt, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, having having never played the game while you guys are chatting about it, I went looking for some screenshots and um, everything you're saying is obviously accurate because you guys have played the game. But I'm very intrigued by like the stage build. I'm looking at someone someone took all the you know screens and built out a map and um, you guys are talking about Middle Eastern Saudi Arabian and I'm looking at this stuff and it it absolutely is the the windows in the background. There's some. Um, I don't know which one, uh, ar- you know, Arabic architecture, Middle Eastern architecture. And then, of course, Flame Man himself is actually wearing a turban of sorts. Mm-hmm. And then his his shoes have the uh, like the Iron Sheik, you know, or Xavier Woods, if anybody's current, uh, turned up points and stuff. So they're they're clearly pushing for a very, you know, Middle Eastern vibe. Um, I, I have to agree with everything Jonathan said, like it's a very up- uplifting track. And that's the weird thing about. Some a lot of Mega Man music is, despite, I guess, being up against these enormous odds and just, you know, if you really kind of take a microscope to it, you're this one little character with the ability to, you know, uh, absorb, so to speak, your enemy's um, abilities. You're still just this one character going up hordes, going up against hordes and hordes of, of robots. Everything's trying to kill you. The odds are always stacked against you. But yet the music itself is still kind of positive and upbeat and hopeful. And so it's a very... Um, uh, what's the word? It's very, um, you know, for for the whole game to be so negative, but the music to be so positive, I I suppose, is um, I think that's a great job by the the composers and and everyone involved in making the music, and I think that's also a theme we're going to see too. Again, like I said, a lot of the music's very upbeat and very positive, and and as we go through the various games, because Chris is right. We got like something like five, six, seven, eight different games on this list. Unfortunately for me, it's only Mega Man 2 because I'm the lame one. But, you know, nonetheless, we're all over the place here. And, and it's, it, yeah. And 
That's that's all I really got to say about that. Well, before you beat yourself up too much, having the, <laughs> having the most experience with Mega Man 2, that's not a bad Mega Man game to have the most experience with. You know what I mean? It's not, oh, yeah. It's not my favorite, but it's uh-huh. it's darn near close to my favorite. So that that's a great game to have a lot of experience with. Uh, no, you know what it is. It's like uh, being in the presence of you, the Mega Man guy. You know, <laughs> I, I, I feel like a... I feel like a... Oh, damn, I can't think of that. There's a quote from a movie. Be like a tiny worm on a little hook. Um, no, but me- but I've heard a lot. You know, Mega Man it's Two appears. Yeah, yeah, it is. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you the later. What's that guy's name? Um, Skunk. T. Skank. T Bird. It's T Bird, and then it's Skank. 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 That's right. Skank. Skank. I feel like a tiny little worm on a, on a giant like hook. A little worm on a big effing hook. Effing big effing hook. Yeah. But um, sorry, but we're Mega, trying to keep the show clean. So, <laughs> Mega, Mega Man Two does um does uh, appear on a lot of top ten lists, and it's it's seemingly a fan favorite across the board. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't worry about like where I stand and all this. I'm just, it's always fun to be self deprecating. So. <laughs> all right, well, uh, I think it's time we move on to our next track, and this is uh, going to be Matt's first track. Yes. Uh, so tell us what you got for us there, buddy. Um, you know, I prefaced it with my only experience really is with uh, Mega Man 2. Um, my most experience is really with Mega Man 2. And for years, Mega Man 2 vexed me as a child. I didn't beat it. Um, and my crowning achievement is beating it last year. And for reference, that is now officially 2018. Um, and I couldn't have been happier my my wife looked at me like I was, you know, I had two heads. And I'm like, you just don't understand. I had this game as a kid and, and like I could never beat it. And such a... So I'm sure saying it like that didn't help your case. I know. I don't know why I do voices at home. I think it makes my <laughs> wife laugh, but I'm so wrong. It only makes me laugh. Um, that's the important thing, man. If you can laugh I, at it, don't matter what anybody else thinks. That's how I. That's how I live. That's. I need you I to come over and explain that to that's, my wife. That's fine. I'm. I'm often the only one <laughs> laughing at my own jokes. So I know. I know how it is. Yeah. So. So anyway, my choice. My first choice again is from Mega Man Two. It's the Bubble Man stage, um, uh, by. Takashi, um, I'm gonna apologize for this. Tateshi, 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 Tateshi. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. He is responsible for UN Squadron, the arcade, uh, 1943 Kai, and the Willow Arcade. Uh, so, some interesting uh, credits to his name. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we just play it first and then chat about it afterwards. I so. think that sounds like a marvelous idea. So let's dive in. Ha. <laughs> Two. That's two.
Bubble Man stage from Mega Man 2. Uh, boy, I love that song. But <laughs> right? that, that, that was your pick. Why don't you go first? Um, thank you. Uh, there's, there's something about that song. There's something about that very first um, melody line. Whatever instrument they're attempting, I guess a synthesizer in this case, I there's something about the actual timbre of that sound synth sample whatever you want to call it melody it I love it I love it so so much and I almost want to find a way to recreate it and just create new music with it like as a lead instrument and I know that might sound weird but I'm amongst good fellows so I don't think it does at all but um there's just something about when I hear that that first 5 seconds of the song I'm like yes yeah, it's a good song and then it comes in the uh, the other melody comes in the higher pitch part and it it plays along with it and then there's just like the kind of it's just very like carefree in such a way which again harkens back to this idea of what I was saying before one man versus an army and everything's against you but it's still hopeful and um the there's a bit of a background synth that does like i want to say bubbles they sound boom, boom, boom. They almost use them as a percussive, I guess. And yeah, it's kind of that signature Mega Man '80s Tom sound. Like it's supposed yeah. to like going to be this very deep, definitely like a rack Tom sound. Yeah. Um, and and without failure, it the song taken away from the game will always uh, conjure up the insta death like landmine spikes that rim the the level. Yeah. You know, very uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One of the things I love about this track is, um, uh, again, it's it's one of those songs where where all the pieces come together just incredibly well, like yes. just so mathematically perfect. The way all the little all the little bits come together. Uh, so many people have covered this song, and so few of them I feel get it right in um, at least to recreating what I love about the song is like everyone mm. seems to want to change the drums a lot. Everyone wants to try to mm. add some sort of dynamic to the drums and bring it down and bring it up again. And, and I think that's one of the things that I love most about this song is this very kind of even flow to it, mm-hmm. which is very, very intentional. Like this, this song is built ar- around the idea of water and it has this very constant flow to it. Where just, yeah. you were just saying with that Tom, like it's, it's very, that it's, it's just constant. It's always there. And once they start kind of messing, you know, mixing things around and like, um, uh, again, I'll bring up the mini bosses have a, have a, a wonderful Mega Man Two medley that they do. But when they they do a uh, uh, Bubble Man stage, you know, during the uh, the main part of the medley, the da, 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 they drop all the snare out of it and they just do this like you know bass drum and, and hi hat. And that's one of those things that a, a lot of people do when they cover this song is they kind of make that part. They they take the drums out of that part just to kind of make it sound like this different chunk of the song, and I think that's totally unnecessary because one of the things that makes that part work so well is that it's it's building to that, but it is still so so steady coming from what was before it. And again, I'll have to bring up the bass line, which is that um that the, the the bass line is it could have been simple, but it's not. It moves all over the map, just like in in uh, in Flame Man stage. It's it's just it's just a really, really constant movement, uh, a baseline water is constant movement. So it's, uh, it's, it, it matches perfectly. This is, this is, um, one of my favorite songs in Mega Man two. Uh, it's ho- always hard to kind of narrow down what is the best of the best in Mega Man two, because the soundtrack is so incredible, but it's true. Yeah. 
<coughs> this has always been one of my favorites. It's always one of my favorite stages. Uh, I, I, I love that you start off in the waterfall. I love going underwater with the giant fish barfing up the shrimp. And I do always find it weird that like, so you got all these like really meticulously created, like these, these, uh, hermit crabs look like hermit crabs. You know, these shrimp look like shrimp. These giant fish look like shrimp. The jellyfish though, look like jellyfish robots. Yeah. Like what's up with that? Like, they look like UFOs with like metal talons out of the bottom. Like, dude, Dr. Wiley couldn't come up with a good looking jellyfish. <laughs> Like at this point, he's just like, ah, screw it. Just put some domes on there. They look like jellyfish. Make make them work. <laughs> I imagine that that's what Doctor Wiley's voice actually sounds like. It was enough to scare the crap out of me as a kid, though. Um, really, all all of the enemies in this stage scared me. Uh, ex- and even the crabs who looked mm-hmm. kind of like innocent and harmless towards the end. Just the fact that they drop and like, Oh my God, I didn't and know they could drop anywhere. Yeah. If you did that, a jump, oh. that really scared me as a kid. And now I, I have to say that this, see, this, this is tough because so much of the music in Mega Man two is so amazing. And although I'm not a fan of bubble man, just as a, as a robot master, I'm just not a fan of him as a person. Uh, his music <laughs> His music is amazing, and I this was my first experience with a Mega Man game. It's one of those like flashbulb memories from five years old, seeing this at my friend's house and having no idea what it was, but we started in this stage and that waterfall and that big evil-looking frog and the little awful baby frogs and the music playing and the falling platforms, and just so much of this is just imprinted in my memory from so long ago. Um, but yeah, this, this music to me is just, is just iconic and you use the word hopeful and I can see that and I can feel that, but it also feels a little solemn too, you know, just kind of like you're all alone, like up against like all these weird and terrifying robots in this level that takes place primarily underwater. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that really strikes me about the, the instrumentation, like the actual sound of the instruments that they're using manages to convey like both that feeling of like you got to move, you got to go, but also like you're alone on this journey. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that's always the <laughs> feeling that I got from this, from this song. Well, you're in good company. Matt and I read too much into music all the time. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what you guys do. entire podcast out of it. That's what yeah. you guys do here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the smoke and mirrors fool you. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. As he coughs up a lung. Yeah. I'm good at that, too. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to my first pick of the night. Uh, and one of, in fact, the only non-8-bit track we're going to be listening to until the very end of the episode. Because mm. I just had to go with uh, my, my Mega Man 7, which I love. Love Mega Man 7 so, so much. All of my heart and soul. It's yeah. one of my favorites in the series. It's a, uh, it I, is a great game. It really is, and it gets a lot of hate, and I I don't think it deserves it <laughs> uh, because it's a phenomenal game uh, with a lot of smart stuff stuff in it. But uh, uh, this track that I chose is my favorite track from Mega Man 7, which is Cloud Man Stage. Uh, Cloud Man, not my favorite robot master. <laughs> uh, similar to the situation with um, Bubble Man. Like, uh, I love Bubble Man's stage. I love mm-hmm. Bubble Man's music. Bubble Man's kind of a joke. Um, <laughs> and, and not in a good way. You know, like, he's not like Dan in Street Fighter. He's just like, <laughs> you know, when they made this guy, I think they thought he was supposed to be, like, you know, worthy. 
or goofy or something, you know? But like but like goofy in a charming way, but he came off as like goofy in a like get get away from me, you friggin' creep kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> and like he wouldn't it I just it just would have been awesome if they had somehow made this guy cool, but they just they just didn't. <laughs> yeah. You get to the end of the stage and you're like, this is just a dude in a swimsuit. Like he's got flippers and what am I doing here? <laughs> and the only thing dangerous about the fight is the spikes in the ceiling. And then like you fight him again later and there's no spikes in the ceiling. Like what am I doing here? Like, why am I even bothering? You know Whatever. what though? I do want to give, I do want to give him a little bit of credit for, for something here. And, and I don't want to take up too much time on this, but I thought it was really cool that when bubble man shoots his little pellets at you, that you can see it moving through the water. They tried to put like effects to make it look like it was moving. Like there's like a little trail behind it. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I, that I will give them about. Bubble Absolutely. Man. I will give them that. Bubbles, however, do not bounce underwater, Capcom. <laughs> Nor are they made of lead, to my knowledge. I don't think that's what composes bubbles, but I'm not a scientist, so don't take my word for it. So anyway, Cloud Man's kind of a crappy robot master design. Um, he's just like this weird blob with no legs that floats on a cloud. It's very strange, but um, <laughs> I love his stage. His stage is really cool. It's kind of like a... Um, I don't know, a cross between Gyroman stage and uh, Airman stage uh, with some really yeah. neat weather effect opportunities in it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's got a lot of really clever stuff, but this song, this song just melts me uh, every single time I listen to it. It's, it's just such a beautiful composition. It's, I, I love the, the whole soundtrack of Mega Man 7. When I was saying before that Capcom went through this weird, smooth jazz phase, what broke my heart so much about that is that they were doing a lot of this stuff right before that. And um, they were once they got into this kind of 16-bit era with um, these this kind of instrument set between this and the instrument sets that they were pulling with like you know um, the Mega Man X games and like X Men Mutant Apocalypse, Capcom really had a very very specific mastery of the Super NES sound sound capabilities. And Mega Man Seven is, in my humble opinion, really one of their 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 highest marks on that platform, mostly just because of the fidelity. Um, a lot of times with Super Nintendo soundtracks because the the, you know, the 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 system's sound chip was sample based uh you'd get all these like great sounding things but they would be so compressed to get these nice samples together that you wind up with some relatively quiet music like in donkey kong country for example you've got amazing compositions with amazing uh, uh sounds but they're all so compressed that it kind of loses a little bit of something in the fidelity department mm. Mega Man 7 soundtrack is so sharp and the instrument choices are so smart and um this this cloud man stage is just really mm, love 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 with all my heart uh this uh this is composed by i couldn't narrow this down to a specific composer uh mega man 7 has uh to my i found three different composers attached to this one and uh uh jonathan since you are here i will ask you to say these names the first composer was uh toshihiko horiyama uh, known for his work on Mega Man X, Onimusha 2, and the wonderful Mega Man Powered Up. Next was... Makoto Tomozawa. Uh, who composed the music for Aladdin for Super NES, which is a great game. The original Resident Evil for PlayStation. Uh, and Street Fighter 4, which has a really, really cool soundtrack. And finally... Yuko Takehara. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Uh, Street Fighter Alpha, <laughs> Final Fight 2, Breath of, Fire, Breath of Fire 2. We've actually uh, talked about him already uh, doing the music for Mega Man 6. Uh, 
So uh, without further ado, let's listen to Cloud Man Stage from Mega Man 7. just like i said that just kind of makes my heart happy every single time i hear it i i just love the, the i love everything about that song but that's uh, kind of what i was talking about um when i was saying that the three of us have are showing some very different tastes in these uh the songs that i pick are very i'm really into major chords you know what i mean there's not a lot of uh minor stuff going on in in this or my other tracks that i picked as well and um it's just such a it's very kind of pretty song, very happy song, very hopeful song. And, um, it really matches the stage's, uh, cadence because it's not a fast moving stage. Um, but it's a, God, just the, the cool stereo effects going on. Um, you know, just the different pieces coming out of your different ears and different times. And just the, it just, all, again, all the, the way that all the pieces come together. I'm kind of rambling at this point. I just, <laughs> I just love this darn song. What, I don't know. What do you guys think? Someone save them. <laughs> um, Oh Take man, it. that 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 synthesizer just with a with a little bit of echo, just really it really makes the feel of that song. Um, mm. You know, it's it's just it's so it's so wonderful. Um, and again, this is one of those where where again it it makes you feel like you know it captures the visuals of it, like you're actually up in the air. There are fans going. There are birds coming after you. You know, this is like an air-themed stage. One thing that I, I do want to say, though, is um, I love the so the baseline in this is pretty simple, but mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. There's a couple of parts of the song where the bass kind of just like hits like different octaves of the same note, and you know that's something that's always jumped out to me for some reason that I just really enjoy 
when that happens in the song. I don't know. It's, oh, it's I great. couldn't agree more. That's one. I I love that effect. Uh, jumping octaves with a bass. Yeah. Uh, it's something David Wise does very well as well. Um, but yeah, this is a. Oh boy, it's a. <laughs> couldn't get through an episode without mentioning his name. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's just one of those. Uh, you're you're right. The bass line in this is is very simple, and and it, it, the simplicity factor is going to come up again in my, my second pick in a couple of tracks here. Mm. But um, this is a <laughs> this is kind of a really nice um middle ground as far as the 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 super complex Mega Man music and the relatively simple simple Mega Man music. This is a, strikes a really nice middle ground of having just enough. Um, elements that come together, like that really need that mathematic precision to come together just right, or it could sound really wrong, but also having a very kind of simple main melody for it to all kind of base itself around. It's, it's just magnificent. Uh, to touch on what Jonathan said about the bass line, like um, when I was playing music, I was a bass player. Um, and so like a lot of the times when listening to bands and, and other things, like the first thing I gravitate towards bass and, and a lot of the, um, Nintendo and Super Nintendo tracks are very good about bass lines. And this is probably one of the best sounding uh, bass samples I've heard in a long time when mm. it comes to this music. Um, a bass line sample is just, like, perfect. It's like what, I guess, uh, a lot of bass pay- players will strive to sound like. Mm. Um, but, you know, and that that was one of my favorite parts of the entire piece, again, having never heard it before. Um and yeah, it 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 again touches on that theme we we've spoken about, and we'll probably keep speaking about you know one against an army. It's it's this very hopeful piece, and you know I'm looking at uh, stills from the stage, and the stage is gorgeous, it's very uh, vibrant colors and stuff, and even the boss fight. Uh, oh, that scene the, where you fight sunset. Cloud Man, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's really cool. I mean, he well, that's he looks really. The, he looks the, the silly. stage climbs, which is really cool because you right. start off and and you're just kind of in the clouds, and you just keep you go inside for a little while, and then you come out and you're above the clouds, mm-hmm. and you just see this wonderful, wonderful like pink backdrop and everything. Uh, but one of the other cool things I love about the stage is the the weather effect that you can play with. There's this little mm-hmm. weather machine, uh, and depending on what weapon you have equipped, like you can shoot it, and if you shoot it with like a, a regular weapon or the thunder weapon, it'll start raining, or if you shoot mm-hmm. it with the um the ice weapon, it'll start snowing. Which will then there's a part later in the stage where the floor is invisible unless you're standing directly on it. But if you switch to the snowing, you can actually see because the snow lands on the platforms and th- those kinds of environmental things that they did in this game. I really don't think it gets enough credit for because there's a lot there. There are, the the thing that people I think hate most about Mega Man Seven is that the camera is so much more zoomed in. The game feels slower uh, because the sprites are bigger, but. While that is an issue, and I'm you know I'm glad they corrected that going forward with games like you know eight and 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 forward, I think the things that this game does right really outweigh a lot of that stuff because God, just burning the trees in the woods to find that that hidden ladder, you know, doing the snow to land on the uh, the, the the invisible platforms, the the whole thing with the ghosts and goblins music in Shade Man stage. I mean, this game is full of these really 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 smart secrets. Um, and really, I wish more of this game's DNA was in Mega Man 11, but you know that's a com- that's a podcast for another podcast. But um, <laughs> bringing it back to this this song in particular, and I mean, we just listened to Freeze Man stage in the Winter Special. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've we've had a couple of good tracks from Mega Man Seven come up very recently, and boy, it's just um, it's just a remarkable soundtrack, and I love it with all my heart. No, I don't really. I honestly, that that slowing things down or the camera being zoomed in, like it's still the gameplay. 
the the everything like was scaled correctly in my opinion so i don't really i agree s- i don't really see that as an argument other than maybe sliding um is really the only thing that i can see there otherwise the the music and the visuals in this game are just crisp and clear um and the little secrets and all the little different things you could do in this game that was that it's like they were taking it in a whole complete not like a completely different direction but they were adding so much more to an experience you could have with a Mega Man game and in a good way because I don't I'm not going to get too much off topic but in my opinion that's what kind of for me made that Mega Man X games fall apart a little bit it was like you can do all these different things that are just kind of monotonous and garbage whereas in in Mega Man 7 it was really cool and they really had haven't tried to recapture something like that so i think this is a great game i i couldn't agree more it's 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 that's why i would say it's one of my favorites in in the entire franchise i would actually put it in my number two as far as my you know it's my second favorite Mega Man game because it's so smart because it was a it was such um i often talk about one of my favorite things that's ever happened in video game history was the jump between 8 and 16-bit and seeing those games evolve from their 8-bit to 16-bit counterparts mm. and you know, you're talking about Super Mario 3 to Super Mario World, Legend of Zelda to Link to the Past, <laughs> yeah. Metroid to yeah. Super Metroid. You know what I mean? These Seeing these, you know, Castlevania to Super Castlevania 4, <laughs> seeing these evolutions was absolutely incredible. And the thing with Mega Man is that that evolution was very different because you, you went from Mega Man to Mega Man X, and X was just kind of a different animal. And mm-hmm. it was amazing, and I still hold very true that the first X is by far are the best X game. It's not even a contest because X didn't do all those things that you were talking about. X was still at its core. It just had a few things that you could do, added just enough to make it, you know, make it different, give it a different setting, a different flavor, but the music, the visuals, it it didn't go too far into the weird wackiness that the other X games do. But again, tangent that (laughs) then finally getting to see Mega Man seven was so incredibly smart because Mega Man had this... The, the the games themselves kept getting prettier around the original Mega Man sprite mm-hmm. that remained unchanged throughout the course of the games, but they couldn't do that in 16-bit. Now, they couldn't just carry, the, carry that original sprite into these worlds and make them all that much better because it just wouldn't look right. So what they wound up doing was was striking this incredibly smart balance between that weird blank soulless stare that the original 8-bit sprite had (laughs) but also adding the personality and life of all the Mega Man drawings that we have been seeing in the instruction manuals and stuff over the years um it's my favorite looking Mega Man game bar none um I I I have never played a Mega Man game that I like the look of better than 7 um and I was just recently writing like I said I was writing my articles uh for 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 Geekade that are coming out this month about those two arcade games that are all based off of this art style that I just think are incredible but god just playing through the, the robot ma- the robot museum like if we weren't doing if we were slightly less limited in the the choices that we were picking for these games that robot museum music I would have thrown in here in a heartbeat because it's this crazy good mashup of a uh, guts man, heat man and snake man stage mm-hmm. done in, in this instrument set. It's just an incredible track, but we'll do a Mega Man seven episode one of these days. I promise. So <laughs> <coughs> to get ourselves back on track. And so we're not up all night. Let's move to our next track. Uh, Jonathan, this is a pretty hard turn from the, uh, the, the song that we just listened to uh, talk to us about what's next. Uh, yeah. So next up is um, my pick is Pharaoh man. Uh, from Mega Man 4 by Mine Fuji. 
who also worked on Super Buster Bros, DuckTales 2, and Breath of Fire. So nice. Um, yeah. yeah, DuckTales 2 has a weird soundtrack, but um, hearing, knowing, doing the research for this episode and looking up what she had done, um, uh, DuckTales 2 soundtrack matching her work in Mega Man 4 makes a lot of sense to me. Because Mega Man 4, uh, interesting is probably my least favorite mainline Mega Man game next to Mega Man 8. Um, But this song in particular is outstanding. Oh, absolutely. Um, See, in in my opinion, I I really love Mega Man 4. It's up there. I I definitely have to give it like a higher spot on my list. But I do have issues with a lot of the music in this game. Um, Now, a lot of the tracks... The melodies, everything is fantastic, but to my ear, and there's no better way I can really put this, a lot of the tracks have this very present, twingy sound, and it just makes it a little bit less enjoyable, with the exception of a handful of songs, and obviously Pharaoh Man is one of those, like... Whatever I just said negative, just forget about it. This this song is just is just is just amazing. Couldn't agree more. So let's give it a listen and talk about it afterwards. Here is Faraman Stage from Mega Man 4. <laughs> for Mega Man 4 and what a freaking ride man <laughs> that song is so energetic oh my and, god yeah <laughs> oh, and it's it's just really cool because we were just talking about Flame Man stage before and it's got that that Saudi Arabian desert theme mm-hmm. and this has an Egyptian desert theme and holy crap are these two songs so different and like you start this stage and there's all this quicksand and these giant scorpion robots busting out of it so it's already a very different flavor like there's already an, in- an intensity built right into the stage from the get-go and this music matches it so darn well but again we're talking about crazy bass lines again we're talking about um just kind of really eschewing all the things that are wrong with the soundtrack of Mega Man 4 um you had mentioned the, the couple of issues that you had with it one of the issues i have starting with four is um they started using this really loud crashy snare drum sound mm. Uh, and it's it gets overused in this game far more than any other, uh, especially and I think uh, the first Doctor Cossack stage is just like it just sounds like someone's banging on a handful of like trash can lids or something at some point. It's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous, but this song works it in really really smartly and really really well. So, all right, what do you guys take it away? Challenge and go for it. Yeah, the, the, 
the drums in this stage completely work to its advantage because it literally it sounds like it's mimicking sand for the most part. And as you said, you know, this the first part of the stage takes place where there is quicksand and you have to kind of navigate a few screens of that before you move on and you actually like get inside um, to the rest of the stage. So and that baseline is one of I mean, I'm probably going to think about it when I'm trying to get to bed and be like, oh, no, 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 there's something crazier. But that baseline is one of the craziest baselines. It's just all over the place. It repeats itself just throughout the entire beginning. And then it just goes absolutely nuts and all this high, the high pitched notes. And um, I don't know, not to mention the beginning. The beginning is scary as hell. Just the way that like kind of builds up into your face before it takes off. And uh, I'm sitting here like we're listening to it. And every time it gets to the chorus, I just start headbanging. Um, and I almost lost my earbuds. Um, <laughs> but it's completely worth it. This song is just is just absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, I, I don't know. I love it. Well, I think the word you were looking for is imposing. And that's what's really particularly mm. awesome about mm. Pharaoh Man himself is that he's he is easily the most imposing figure of oh all the robot masters oh my in God. Mega Man yeah. 4. Yeah. And we're talking about a game that has Dive Man, who is gigantic, mm-hmm. and freaking Skull Man. <laughs> and Pharaoh Man is still more imposing. Like that, he is well, just, he has this presence. To be fair, Skull Man is really all just, just bones, you know what I mean? Uh, but... <laughs> No, but Pharaoh Man, yeah, Pharaoh Man was an he's he's a robot master that really legitimately scared me when I was younger because you know if you don't use his quote unquote weakness against him, which is really just stopping time, that's his weakness. That's the guy's weakness. Um, he moves pretty fast and throws a lot of fireballs at you. Uh huh. He is a scary robot master, and it's perfectly his stage is perfectly fitting because you're navigating through this, you know, th- this this tomb until you finally you know get to him. Um, and and yeah, I I would just you know always this is what helped me you know kind of button mash. It helped the speed of my fingers because I was I would hit the uh, the the time stopper and just you know uh, the the flash stopper. Excuse me. And uh, just hit the shooting the shoot button as as fast as I could to take him out. At him. Yeah, before it ran out. Um, yeah, because he'll he reminds me a lot of Quick Man in that way, where he oh, just yeah. jumps around, pummeling the crap out of you yeah. with weapons. Mm. Uh, it's 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 remarkable. Uh, this whole stage is great, and this song is just it, it's a, such a standout piece from Mega Man Four. Um, I remember I just mentioned the the what was it the robot museum earlier that just covered those three songs. Faraman was one of the robots done up in Mega Man Seven's art style in the robot museum yeah. that you can see. And I just really had hoped the first time listening to that song, as soon as I realized what it was doing, I was playing music from one, then two, then three. I was like, oh, and it stopped before it got the Faraman song. It's like the only song I like in four. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> But a great choice, Jonathan. Really, really, really great choice. Thank you. All right, let's keep this train moving. Mr. Matt, what is our next song? Metal! Man. (laughs) I had to. (laughs) Does that count as three? We'll take it. I'll take it as three. Yeah, man. Uh, Again, Mega Man 2, Metal Man. Uh, I want to say that when I got Mega Man 2 for the NES and I, I threw it into the system, I started playing... I want to say that Metal Man was the first level. There's a all over top to bottom my first introduction to the Mega Man universe, and um, 
Actually, uh, in in the pantheon of weapons, uh, Mega Man is one of uh, excuse me, Metal Man is one of my favorite uh, weapons. Just the giant buzz saws. Oh, really, yeah, Matt? Right. Why why is that? Why is that one of your favorite weapons? <laughs> is <laughs> it perhaps because it is the most overpowered weapon? It is the most ever. abusive weapon, Matt. Could that be a reason? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, oh, now I can shoot in eight directions and <laughs> kill everything, and I- it uses almost no ammo. What I do mean, I need this little pea shooter for anymore? Get out of here. When you put it that way, jeez. <laughs> no, but there's something really awesome. Like, okay, OP aside and all that, you know, kind of cheating, you know. It is awesome. You're not wrong. No, it is. Just, it even is. If you're winging giant metal, you know, saw blades at, at, around the level. It's just so cool. And the sound they make. Yeah. Oh, that sound effect is so mm-hmm. good. All right, let's let's get to this track and then let's talk about it because I want to talk about it. Yeah, this this song's a masterpiece. Let's yeah. dive into Metal Man stage from Mega Man Two. <laughs> classic mm-hmm. amazing stage amazing song somebody else talk so i can cough for a little while you got it so yes i i absolutely love that song it's like my second favorite song in the entire mega man uh soundtrack and that's kind of tough because it is as we said before it's a really good soundtrack um i love that song because there's so much going on in the actual track itself and it does this great thing where all the melodies are kind of playing and they're doing their thing. And then all of a sudden they come together for that one part. And then they go off again and they keep coming back to that. And it's just this great like um, stamp at this moment where it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, awesome. And then um, it's not the I mean, the bass, the bass is always great. Uh, a lot of this Mega Man music has just great bass lines. But there's a um, synthesizer in the back that plays these low chords. Mm. Mm, and that is when when you hear it, it, you almost don't notice it. But then when you hear it, it, it really is like, whoa, cool, man. You know, it's really great. And these undertones and these undercurrents to this level and uh, to this music, rather. And um, it's one of the few songs, I think, that I hear from the Mega Man stuff, from what we're listening to now, what I only know of um, previous playthroughs and stuff, that I think it feels like a full song where it has an introduction that it cycles through once or twice and then it kind of 
opens up musically to like a verse and then it goes through to this chorus and it kind of has this pre-chorus part and stuff. It's the it's a song that feels the most like a composition you would hear on, you know, someone's record, verse, chorus, verse, you know, intro, outro, bridge, whatever. Um, and it's just such a great song. And, and every time I hear it, I can't help but like kind of like dance in my seat a little bit. It's metal, man. You want a headbang, but you're not really going to headbang to this unless, you know, you're a metal band covering it. <laughs> Which there have been many. Speaking of covers, of I have to mention Banjo Gaiali's cover of this song. Yeah. Is out of control good. It is <laughs> unreasonably good. He's done a lot of great covers of a lot of these songs that we're listening to, and he's done a lot of great Mega Man stuff. But uh, uh, I got to mention then... Um... <sighs> Not that I, I follow any like remixers or anything, but there's this guy, Disco Dan, and he's done a couple of Mega Man songs, and he did a version of of this, of Metal Man, and it is friggin' amazing. And the first time I became aware of that was many years ago. I was at a friend's house, and they were on the computer playing some, you know, stupid rhythm game, and all of a sudden I heard this and I was like, Why are you why are you playing Mega Man 2 right now? And this isn't even the right sound to it. And yeah, so the game is Flash Flash Revolution. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that or if it's even I've still around. It. Yeah, where we you know, it's like Dance Dance Revolution, but with your fingers and the arrow keys on your keyboard, and that's where I first heard the cover of it, and it's just absolutely amazing. It takes it in in a completely different direction, but it's still it still works. I think this song is just universal that way. I don't know. I I just I equate this song to Mega Man. This is this song is Mega Man to me. It is just absolutely absolutely beautiful and I can't say enough good things about it. Right? And it made it <laughs> and it did make it onto my list. There you go. Did darn well better have. Yeah, and this is uh it's classic Mega Man music through and through and it's got this very kind of um Again, I want to use the word imposing. Uh, it's it's almost like a a flash of dourness, like straight out of the gate. Like it just it it comes in with like just a very kind of. It's everything's very mechanical. It's very very a very mechanical and very dark in this stage, and it's almost, just um, right. Like in the hi hats, it feels very <clears throat> mechanical, right? Exactly, yeah. And you got all the gears in the background and the, and the mm-hmm. stage itself. But mm-hmm. yes, the the music itself and the hi hat and the percussion in general is is a very mechanical thing. But it also just kind of has this very dour tone to it. Like it's very energetic. It's very upbeat. But it also it's also like a little soul crushing um, uh, in tone. And I, I think it it fits this stage so perfectly. And Metal Man is my uh, probably my favorite boss character in uh, Mega Man Two. I love his boss fight so much. Uh, it's it's just really 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 fun. I love going in there with a uh, you know on you know on regular mode, not the not the easy easy baby mode, but going in there just regular mode where you just use your Buster against him, and it's like just dodging those dodging those uh, the saw blades that he's chucking at you, just jumping up and down. You got to keep on your feet and jumping up jumping around so that you're not getting pushed towards him and away from him with the uh, the the conveyor belt on the ground. I love this robot master fight. It's one of my all time favorites and. This this whole stage and its music in particular, just mm, highest marks. Love it to death. <laughs> <coughs> okay, it's my turn. Time for my second track. Uh, and again, I went with something that I th- just makes me smile. It's a very happy tune. Um, this one I don't think matches this stage extraordinarily well. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I'm, I'm talking about Elecman stage from Mega Man One. Um, which is, uh, like, like I said, this is a very happy tune. Um, and 
it, it, it strikes a... I have a very interesting history with the original Mega Man 1. I, I'm, I'm sure I talked about it back when we did our Mega Man 1 episode on, uh, on, on Waveback. But um, I played 2 first. Um, and my first stage I picked in Mega Man 2 was Bubble Man. Uh, and I, I played the heck out of 2. I loved it. And I was mystified by Mega Man 2. And I could never find Mega Man 1. I can I couldn't find it in stores and none of my none of my friends had it and then eventually my friend Steve uh, a neighborhood neighborhood kid had it and I found it at his house and I was like oh my god you have Mega Man one and he was like yeah it's all right so uh, he let me borrow it and I remember taking it home um, but even more specifically I remember playing it at his house first and the music just struck me as so um, I I don't think exotic is the right word, but it was very, uh, it really, really stuck onto me because this game was such a mystical artifact in my mind at this point. You know, it was just, there was this real magic to finding the original Mega Man game and and seeing, well, what happened before Mega Man 2? And um, I remember playing a Lechman stage was the, um, the first stage I played was Bomb Man stage, but I remember also playing a Lechman stage and really this music sticking with me because you know, you're you're talking about a stage with electricity and everything, so you you'd think it should be fast and very energetic, but at the same time, the stage itself is you have to be very slow through it. It's it's all about patience. Mm-hmm. You have to. It's all about timing and you know all the ladder climbing in Mega Man One and Two is excruciatingly slow. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of climbing in this stage, um, and then you get to a Man who can just completely wreck you. Oh my god! Like. <coughs> he is super strong. Um, you know, I don't recommend fighting him with Buster alone. It's not impossible, but he can wreck your business. Um, <laughs> but I remember just just going through this stage, and particularly, like, I have this very, very strong, vivid memory in my mind of this music playing during that one spot in the stage. There's actually a couple spots where it's just a bunch of like little tiny squares you have to jump on to get to the next ladder. Um, uh, they were just very imposing and scary things because it was just, you know, the tiniest little mistake and you're insta death. But, um, uh, but, but before I ramble on any further, let us listen to this wonderful, wonderful, magical, happy piece, uh, composed by, uh, and I'm going to give it a try. Uh, Manami Matsume. Oh, good job. Ah, thank you. Um, who, uh, wrote music for UN squadron. One of my all time favorites, a game that I hope to hit this year. Dragon Quest Swords uh, for the Wii and sh- uh, worked on Shovel Knight That's as well. That's crazy. Yeah, that was actually a big get for them. I remember when they were doing the Kickstarter, they got they got her to do a, a, a song for Shovel Knight. <sighs> I don't remember which one she did, but uh, uh, really, really, really awesome that they got a Mega Man composer to work on that game. But here is a Lechman stage from the original Mega Man. <laughs> Thank you. 
Black Man stage from Mega Man 1, and oh, the way Matsume makes that NES sound chip sing in this song is just, seriously, just the, the very simple um, harmonies that she has going on uh, during the main melody of this is like, it's, it's it's gorgeous. It just it absolutely sings, and I I love it so much. It's got just the the vibrato matches so that it doesn't sound out of sync and out of whack or anything like that. It's just it's just so perfect the way this song sings, and um, it's a simple simple song. There's really not a whole lot going on here. It's you know some very simple call and answer stuff. Uh, it's it's a kind of a walking bass line that doesn't really walk very far. It's only got two steps. Um, but it's constantly moving, but it's it's not super energetic, and it always puts me at peace for some reason. And um, <laughs> that stage just, doesn't. The stage <laughs> yeah. does not. I was going to say, but that was that was a thing that this this song kind of helped me through this stage because it kept telling me to just stop, just stop and think about what you're doing. Like, don't try to rush it. Just just concentrate. And. Um, you know, that's how I learned to get through this stage. You know, I, I wanted to play it fast. I wanted to, you know, play it just as quickly as I could. And then it just eventually just clicked with me. Like, just take your time. Use the right weapons. You know, shoot those stupid little things on the ground so that they freeze long enough for you to jump past them. And just wait for the timing to be right for, for climbing past the electrical little conduit things that shoot lightning at you. And then pick up the magnet beam, which is the coolest thing in the history of video games. <laughs> <laughs> Make your own floor anywhere you want. Yes, please. Thank you. It's outstanding. No, I just, I, I have, again, Banjo Guy Alley did an amazing cover of this. There's some really great stuff on OC Remix covering Electman stage. Uh, a lot of times, um, a lot of times people will try to add a lot more energy to this tune, and I love it when they don't. Um, and uh, again, I'll, I'll mention Ollie's piece because he, I think he attacked the exact right kind of a. Uh, energy to this stage's music um which is just this right weird level of relaxed which is a strange thing that goes throughout uh, a couple of songs in the um uh, Mega Man 1 soundtrack particularly this and Bomb Man stage are mm -hmm. just pretty chill songs which is weird considering it's such an action packed game um but this song in particular has just always resonated with me and uh I I love it with every single synapse in my brain <laughs> quite a lot i was gonna say fiber my being but i realized i said that earlier and then i said well i should come up with something electric synapses oh sure. i get it well Number see now four. now that you've explained that it it's it's definitely funnier now that you've explained it that jokes are always funnier when you explain them. so i've learned <laughs> so i've learned <laughs> so they tell me <laughs> um yeah no this this is it, I I kind of feel like though that the music does kind of capture what's going on in the stage. You know, I mean the the sound that that they the, the instruments produce they're not that far off from those electrical beams. You know, kind of yeah. going over the ladders, and um, you know, I mean, obviously you look at like you know Mega Man three with Spark Man or Mega Man nine with Plug Man, and we've oh, we've Man. yeah we've come a long way since Mega Man one, but I felt like it was pretty fitting. But that aside, I love the bass in this. Yeah, it's really simple, like you mm -hmm. said, walking. You know, just kind of like octaves, walk, walk, walking. But then it just shoots upward and like hits a couple of like really high notes, and still like kind of puts a melody in there before it comes back mm -hmm. down. It's really interesting, you know? Uh, and one last thing that I will say about this is 
for whatever reason, the percussion that it opens with, uh, just by itself, uh, it just makes me really happy. I love that it opens that way. I couldn't agree with you more on that. I hear that part and I'm always like, ooh, this is so cool. But then <laughs> it to me, I think I get a little bit of a different uh, take. It it hits so cool at the beginning and then it becomes this whole other thing. And uh and not not for for the worse or anything like that, because I, I agree this one of the this one of the stages, um as soon as I hear those drums, I instantaneously think of the level and, and mm-hmm. my time playing it. And the frustrations, the exact same <laughs> frustrations we're all, you know, kinda him and hawing about. Um and yeah, it's it's a it's a beautifully put together piece of music. I mean, there, for me, there's not too much to say about it that you guys already haven't said. It's mostly me just being like, "Yeah, I agree," <laughs> in a more wordy way, though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. I wanted to, I wanted to prevent that. That's all right. Words are good. <laughs> yeah, words are great. We Sorry, like- I got distracted <laughs> by something shiny. <laughs> ha- happens a lot. Yeah. Okay, Jonathan, uh, what is your final pick? Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so next we're going to listen to Tornado Man uh, from Mega Man 9 mm-hmm. uh, by Ippo Yamada, who worked on Azure Striker Gun Vault, uh, Blaster Master Zero, and Demon's Crest. And this song, the first word that comes to my mind is Masterpiece. Um, mm-hmm. this is, this is my favorite Mega Man nine has great music. It just, it mm-hmm. re- especially, <laughs> <laughs> especially the robot master stages. Not, I'm not knocking the Wily music or anything, but the robot master stages are all just amazing. They, they should be put into a list on their own, but tornado man is just far above all the rest. Um, and and I can try to work a joke in there about high altitude and tornadoes, but I'm not going to. Um, so you're Good welcome. Man. Yeah, I know you're welcome. I appreciate you taking the high road. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that made my night. Uh, this that made this all worth it. Um, yeah, I, I I'm gonna probably rave about it for a little bit uh, after we listen to it. So let's just listen to it because I really want to friggin' listen to it. It's a good plan. Here is Tornado Man stage from Mega Man 9.
were just listening to the unfathomable coolness that is Tornado Man stage from Mega Man 9. Oh my freaking god, I love that song so much. That song <laughs> As is you so should. nuts. What you know what it, it the other thing that, that gets me about that song every time is that was the song they used to introduce this game. Was when it they really? Showed, when they showed the first trailer for this game, I will never forget watching that trailer because, you know, I mean, you know what it's like being a huge Mega Man fan and then have Mega Man 8 be like the last Mega Man game <laughs> for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. And then Mega Man 9 shows up and they do the little like da 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 the little character select jingle and they're showing just Mega Man running with this sprite. Mega Man 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Then they, you know, show a sprite from 7, a sprite from 8, and then they flash to Mega Man 9 back to 8-bit and and this was the song that they used throughout the whole trailer is this Tornado Man song stage. Now, we didn't know that that was a stage song. I thought this was like the main theme. Mm. I thought this was going to be like the title screen or something. I was like, this is a oh, freaking amazing. It sounds like I, it. It sounds like it, does. it should it's, be. It's, it's, it's like, you know, the, the moon theme from DuckTales. Like, how is that a stage theme and not like the giant grand finale ending theme? Like <laughs> this, the, the fact that this was a freaking stage tune. And then all the other stages were like really good too, even though this one is like next level good. Yeah. Was just like, holy crap. Because I remember playing the game and then being like, whoa, this is all right. So this wasn't the, the, the main theme. I wonder if that song's in the game. And then I select Tornado Man stage, like, oh my God, it's the song. There it is. Oh. <laughs> and it fits. It, it, it does. Fits it's like a freaking so glove. Well. Man. And that's the thing about this stage. It's got like, you know, it's, it's, it's long, but there's, and there's a few different sections. You've got your, you know, your, you start off, you're going up, and then you get on like these, these like, uh, what? I don't even know what they are, man. They look like Ooh, Dr. Spinning. Mario, Dr. Mario pills that you're just spinning yeah. on going back and forth. But then like you get to a section where there's snow, you get to a section where there's rain pushing you and pushing against you and there's umbrellas flying at you trying to kill you because why not? It's Mega Man. What else could kill him? Sure, let's put some eyes on umbrellas and drop them on Mega Man. Um, <laughs> and the entire time this song is playing and it not not once does not fit this stage. Um, just everything about it. It's It's, you know that that whistling it's perfect it's it's just absolutely perfect in the the rhythm of of this song and you know the the kind of offbeat the drums in a couple of areas i don't know it's just it's so exciting and it's so varied and i i guess that's kind of like the the stage because the stage is kind of varied a little bit you go through different sections with different gimmicks going on and and that's kind of reflected in the music but somehow Somehow it all fits. It all works. It's beautiful. It really is. I love the um I really, really love the drums in this song. I, I think just the drum beat is very, very good at driving that energy. Mm. But also the little drum touches that come in there, like the um uh during one of the, the during one of the segments, there's just this snare drum that kind of echoes. It's just this one big hit that goes a couple of times in a row. And it's it just adds so much. Oh, it's so freaking good. <laughs> this one is another one that I feel like um, having, of course, hearing it for the first time. It comes across like um, how I felt about uh, the last one I did. Uh, who's now uh, Metal Man? Where it feels like a full song. It it has a cool intro, like it's it's like pretty groovy, and then it opens up into this big, beautiful piece of music. And and yeah, everything you guys are saying, it it goes places. It it does dynamic things. The instrumentation's great. Um, 
it it excites me and like I want to I I'm excited to get to these games. You know, like I was saying at the at the beginning I'm playing the legacy collections and uh Jonathan you can tell me how how true to form those games are, like how the ports are. Um but I'm excited to play and get to some of these games that I have yet to play. I'm looking at, you know, stage design and obviously the art, which by the way, uh you touched on it a little bit I think, but I love the hand-drawn art for Mega Man. Their characters are just they leap off the page and they just look so vibrant and fun. Mm-hmm. And um, the sprite work is great, obviously. I mean, you know, I can go on and on about how great these games are. But I'm excited to play this. And, and it's part and parcel to the music. Dude, um, 9 is hard. So excellent. you'll have plenty of opportunities to hear the wonderful music <laughs> in Mega Man 9 over and over and over again. <laughs> I, I was telling Chris earlier because I just started playing Celeste. I'm stubborn and I know I will. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, great. This is a great piece of music. So I'm, I'm really happy you brought this to the table. Yeah, definitely. Um, The three songs that I, I picked outright for this, you know, they're not my top three Except mm-hmm. t- Tornado Man is is up there in the top three, um, but you know these these are I, I just felt they were kind of a little varied, a little different. Um, but this one, like I said, like that word masterpiece just just comes to my mind first thing when I hear this. Oh, I I I agree. Like I said, it's it opens up to this big, just beautiful, vibrant piece of music. It's fantastic. Speaking of fantastic, Matt, your next oh. pick is oh. I would have to say. It's, I mean, I, I, I might have to say it is the coolest piece of music in all of Mega Man history. <laughs> there just... is something. When, when we were talking in our little group chat, like, this song seriously gets stuck in my head all the time. This song, like, when I think of Mega Man, it's the first thing, apart from the uh, boss select, you know, level select music, this song is the first song that comes to mind. And, like... I have no problem with it. One night, I really wanted to hear it, so I put on a three-hour mix while I was, like, doing the dishes and cleaning the kitchen and stuff, and I got, like, a good 30 minutes into it before my wife was like, are you going to change that because it's annoying? <laughs> I had no problem, like, listening to it for another hour and or three, you know? It's just it's just one of these things that's such an earworm for me personally. Um, and so, not to keep you guys guessing, this is Flash Man, and... Let, I, I, there's been a handful of covers. I think Bit Brigade does a really great cover of it. Um, I've heard a couple more from other uh, musicians, uh, but the original is always the best. And and here it is. It's Flashman from Mega Man Two. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
unreal. Just unbelievably good. <laughs> yep. I'm with you, man. I've had this song stuck in my head since the 80s. And it, it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. It just won't, it won't leave, and I don't want it to. It won't <laughs> leave because I won't let it. I, I agree with you, door. man. No, man, this, this whole stage is nuts, but this song, that whole intro is just so freaking cool. Yeah. And, like, you get to him. And he's such a dork. <laughs> he's got his big dumb chin strap on, and then you like you see pictures of him all drawn up, like his you know some of the more modern pictures of him. And he's like, oh no, wait, he's more like Sagat from Street Fighter. Like he's big and awesome, but yes. man, in the game, he's this squat dude with a giant chin. And I'm like, ooh, and tiny little gun, and tiny little gun, yeah. and like a really doofy looking walk. Like how did whoa? How did we get here? Like I was just going through this really awesome ice crystal stage or whatever the heck this stage is supposed to be made yeah. of slipping and sliding there's giant robot you know sniper joes with giant robot legs and and then i get to this guy and there's like lifesavers and shooting little you know things at me and <laughs> do you yeah, think he's walking around do you think it's goofy. icy because he freezes time i think it's flashy because all the rocks are glowing uh-huh okay <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, wow. I have never been able to figure out what the heck this stage is supposed to and, be. And yeah, like why it is and what it is, right? <laughs> what 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 it where am I? Why is this a place? You yeah. built this. You're in a, for what purpose? You're in a freezer. He freezes time. That's that's what he does. That's this whole that's this whole gimmick. And and it's not like it's not like I, that's obvious because I thought of that thirty years ago. It was only in recent years that I put two and two together and I was like, wait a second. There's ice because he freezes time. So it's not me making the pun here. Don't get mad at me, all right? Get mad at Capcom. They friggin' did it. See, now, I went the other direction and think, like, Flash Man, okay, he has a Flash thing, so that's why all the blocks keep flashing. What if I tie it all <laughs> together? Because that's the part that keeps that's the part that keeps confusing me, because you get to the stage, like, okay, cool, I'm in an ice cavern. Nope, everything's glowing. And I don't mean glowing. I mean, like, these are lighting up in a very rhythmic pattern. Like, this is intentional. Where am I and why is this happening? <laughs> what if I tie it all together and I say you're both right? And uh, those of you who are familiar with hip hop and rap, uh, they talk about gems and diamonds as being icy and uh, having your wrists dripping with ice because you're wearing a lot of diamonds and a lot of bling. So you marries the two. Right. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Right. So you might as well have just been named Bling Man. <laughs> Bling man. Well, Bling man. there you have it, gentlemen. Now, Jewel Man has that crown. <laughs> oh, man. There's six. That's six. <laughs> so this song, huh? Yeah, like, right? How about it? You it's... know, that really cool little background bit, I didn't even notice when I was a kid. I didn't even notice it until later, that that little... There's all these like little teeny tiny notes going on with this mm -hmm. little secondary melody underneath it, and I, it's so subtle. If you're not like really paying attention to it, like musically, you just don't even notice it because it's just kind of there in the background. And I remember years and years later, this great band called The Advantage was covering this song. Yes. And I was like, holy crow, they actually nailed that. Like absolutely nailed that. This song sounds amazing. And it just brought a whole new appreciation to the song when I really started like, really, really appreciating the, the, the Mega Man music and like really dissecting it. And hot damn, this song is so good. So good. For all the major melodies that get stuck in my head from this, um, from time to time when I do really sit down and kind of listen to the um, the video game version, the original version, there, like you said, there's these little bits and pieces. And from time to time, I f totally forget about them. 
And sometimes it almost feels like I'm rediscovering these pieces, even though I've listened to his bazillions of times. But, you know, you've they they tend to get outshined, I guess, for me by the main melodies and, and even that beginning. You know, you always want I personally always wanted to go back to that more and more and more. That part is just so freaking cool, right? That's that's the that is the certain that is the very specific factor that this song has over a lot of other songs in 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 Mega Man is this undeniable cool factor. Yeah, like there's really really cool music throughout the the course of the Mega Man series. That's not even a question. But sure. like, there's something about this. This is just so sinister and cool from the get go. Like you just you you crack open the stage and you're just like okay. Okay, it's on now. This is ridiculous. Something awesome is going to happen, and it's going to be a squat dude with a pea shooter and a chin strap. <laughs> you crack open the stage like you crack open a nice cold one. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, good, good. All right. Uh, Seven. That flash of flavor when I take that first sip is uh, eight. I, uh, I, I think this is another one, though. You say, like, sinister, and, and I get you, and I think that kind of captures... This, yeah. Again, I keep coming back to this. It captures the visual very well. Because, yeah, it's an icy stage, and, like, you know, the ice is sort of, like, flashing, and you're slipping and sliding, but still, it's kind of like... A, it feels dark and kind of lonely. Um, and really, the whole idea of the stage is, like, you keep descending. You keep falling down and there's like a lot of empty space um in between like the ice blocks throughout this stage and so i think that sinister feeling is also kind of captured very well in in the visuals from this too this is a really good song and yeah absolutely very catchy yeah extraordinary extraordinary okay guys this is uh this is going to be our last one before we uh send send you send you packing and this is not only my favorite song from Mega Man 3, which is my favorite Mega Man game. This is one of my favorite songs, period, in my life. Um, <laughs> from any you know, real musicians, video game musicians, whatever you want to call it, I love this song more than almost any other song I've ever heard. It's, it's one of, to my ears, one of the most perfect compositions uh, imaginable. I adore this song. Um, just... I can't say enough good things about it, uh, which I, I seem to be in the minority on because it's not a song that gets covered very often. And it's not a song that even Capcom throws back into the games. I mean, geez, when they did the anniversary collection, they threw cloud man stage as the special versions of a uh, magnet man stage music. And I love cloud man stage, but come on, this song is ridiculous. And I, I don't understand why it doesn't get the recognition that I feel it deserves. I think this song sums up eight bit music to the T, I think it just nails everything, and I cannot wait to listen to it. So, um, here is uh, Magnet Man Stage from Mega Man 3 by uh, Jonathan. <laughs> Fantastic. Y- Yasuaki Fujita. I wasn't going to be that far off. Uh, he's known for uh, uh, Final Fight, Darkwing Duck, Metal Slug First Mission, among others. Uh, just holy crap i'm and i i I already know that you guys probably won't like this song nearly as much as i do because i don't think it's physically possible but uh (laughs) i still can't wait to to uh, matt in particular i can't wait to 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 hear what you have to have to say about this one but just i've spoken a lot about just the way songs mathematically come together how like all the individual parts 
come together to form something that is greater than the sum of its parts. And I think this song is such a perfect example of that happening, particularly when you talk about some of the things that come through the intro. There's, you know, because there's going to be an intro and there's going to be, a, you know, the, a main part of the song. Like we, like we were just listening to in Flashman stage and, and, you know, things like even the short little drum intro in Electman stage. But there's just these little parts of it. And again, I'm going to use the word sing because um, really Fujita's, what he did to make this song sing is unbelievable to me. Uh, just just a, sh- a sheer mastery of the instruments that the, N- that the NES could use. Um, I'm sure I'm overselling it. Let's listen to Magnet Man stage from Mega Man 3. Enjoy. on end and and literally have repeatedly uh it's it's that it's that damn song i just i can't i yeah this was when i uh, when i saw mega man 3 for the first time i i saw it at my local grocery store it was a it was the shopping bag it was uh by my house and they i remember walking in there and i when we went to go check out you know i do the grocery shop with my parents and go to check out i'd always run over to the rental section and they had nes games there and i remember walking up and i didn't even know this game existed and I just looked at the box like, holy crap, there's a Mega Man 3? <laughs> I was like, I need, to, I need this now. I ran over to my dad. I said, I need this. I need to rent this game right now. I was like, all right, let's do it. So rented it, took it home, and I've always been fascinated with magnets. I always think magnets are the coolest things in the world, especially the big, dumb, red hoop-looking ones, like the U-shaped <laughs> ones. So when I turn on this game, and one of the robot masters was Magnet Man. What a coincidence. One of those big dopey magnets on his forehead <laughs> it's like you've got to be kidding me and i slammed on that button as hard as i could and that stage started up and it's got this beautiful sky in the background and this very very stark sharp gray with these little red wires going through it and these you know big magnet robots floating by in the sky that are picking you up because you're a metal robot so all the magnets are affecting you and the whole stage was so clever with that stuff with all the magnets pushing and pulling you here and there and the robot master design of magnet man with the red on black i just think is so incredible but this freaking song man this freaking song, just the way it all comes together. Hey, you've got that little piece of the intro that kind of very lightly sings the main melody right before it gets into it, just kind of like giving you a little hint of what's to come. And you get into the melody, and then you've got to that kind of building part that could have gone without the extra little singing notes in the background, but it has this really, really nice, pretty little like like stepping up notes going on in the background. And you, you just, you, 
really got to pay attention to the, the way that they use the vibrato in this one is that the notes will hit and then do the vibrato at the end of them in s- just such incredibly natural ways, almost like it's being played on a real instrument. I've listened to this song countless times and I've dissected it you know, dozens and dozens of times in my head. And every single time I listen to it, I'm just astounded by how nice it is and how beautiful it is. And again, with all the major notes, like, you know, a cloud man stage and a leg man stage before. And I really like major keys. I really like happy music. And this one just, just, just melts my heart. Every single time I hear it, I never skip this track when it comes on. It's because I listen to random video game music near constantly, but every single time this track comes on, I got to listen to it because every single time it puts the biggest dopiest smile on my face because I just think it's perfect. I just think this song is freaking perfect. Yo, this song sucks, man. I hate this song. <laughs> Damn it, podcast over. <laughs> no, that's that. That's a joke. Uh, but a couple of things. Uh, one, have you heard the Megas cover this? I believe so, yes. Okay, okay. I really like their cover of it, and I really like the lyrics that they put to it. It made me very happy, and I wanted to make sure that you heard it. Um, maybe you're not as much of a fan of their cover of it as the original, which I'm sure that makes sense. But uh, but no, I think they did a really dope cover of this song um, and did some really creative, cute things with the lyrics and about, you know, like a, like a Magnet Man having a crush on Roll and like Mega Man is going to come for Magnet Man and, and I don't know. It was very funny. It was very funny <laughs> and, I, and I really enjoyed it. This is a good song, though, and this is very happy. This song really... I mean, I, Mega Man 3 is my favorite Mega Man game, but I do like the music in 2 generally a bit more than I do the music in 3 generally. Um, but this song in particular stands out just because of how friggin' happy it is. Um, and, and I get you like happy music, so you love this song more than anything. I listen to metal. Um, yeah. And... <laughs> Metal isn't always the happiest music to listen to, but that's okay. This is this is still a good song though, and and I like how you touched on the vibrato because that is something that stands out to me. That is a really neat sort of effect that that they kind of put, and it like kind of like fades in the background, but it's like almost like mm-hmm. it's a separate thing on its own, and just adds like a really really nice touch and a nice little flavor to this song. It just really encapsulates. And again, it's it's probably a lot of my own personal nostalgia as well, but I just remember that, you know, it was the middle of the day, it was the weekend, and I remember taking this game home, and this just, for some reason, this is one of those songs that really encapsulates that that perfect feeling of peace of playing an NES game as a kid in my bedroom with the windows open on a sunny day. Nice. Like, mm. this just encapsulates that feeling. There's a handful of songs that really do that for me, like um, Pennsylvania from Balloon Kid is another one that comes to mind, but just one of those really sums up what 8-bit gaming means to me um and it is uh, like i said before i just i just find it perfect to me this song is perfect uh you know i know I, you were you were definitely right when you said there was no way we could physically love it as more, much as you do and and that's obviously very clear cuz like you said you have a very uh, nostalgic um connection to it and i know exactly what you mean i i have a few songs like that too that really take me back to my bedroom as a kid and and sitting, you know, on the floor and playing and stuff like that. Um, having never played Mega Man three, but you know, working towards it, this is a really good song. It's it's a very solid song, and and uh, Jonathan pointed out it's a very happy and upbeat song. You at the beginning of the episode said there's a very uh, distinct three voices in this episode, and and you know, yours is certainly more on the upbeat and stuff like that. 
uh, to align myself with Jonathan, I, you know, my flavor of choice definitely is, you know, heavy metal and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so you can you can kind of hear that in some of the choices. One of the things I wanted to point out, having listened to all this Mega Man music right now, um, especially in my choices, but definitely with this one, the composers do a really, really good job of um, being dynamic with their drum patterns. Um, they have, for the most part, this great ability to have pieces playing in the 4-4, and then all of a sudden they do like uh, what I can only kind of uh, compare to in like uh, hardcore is like breakdowns and stuff. But they do very <laughs> quick things. Nice. So so like, you know, with the Flashman stage, they do some – they do that part. So the drum kicks out for a second and boom, boom, and it comes – So and, – and I hear that with the Magnet Man stage too. There's a little uh, section in there again – it does very something very similar. It's going the four four, and then it kind of it stops or drops out or something just to get just to let something hang for a minute or play over it, and then it comes back to it, and it gives you a, it breaks up the monotony and it gives a dynamic to it. Because again, Jonathan made the joke about nine, where oh, don't worry, you'll have plenty of time to listen to all that music because you'll be dying so many freaking times because it's so hard. <laughs> you know, these games coming out. This game was this, this was ninety. You know, we're still younglings. We're you know not. These games still are hard to us, and even as adults, are still some of them are pretty friggin' hard. Uh, I still had trouble with it, part two, but um, you know, you're gonna play the game for how long you're gonna play, and you're gonna listen to these tracks for however long, and they're gonna start up again, and they're gonna start up again, and they're gonna start up again, and so to break up the monotony of some of the melodies, not that this needs it, but I think it's just a testament to uh, to just great composition, great songwriting, you know, so. Yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. Uh, and, and it's a great song, honestly. Uh, I I did really enjoy it, though. You know, well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I I always love any opportunity on the planet to play that song. Just <laughs> any always reason? put a big old smile on my face because you know by the by the walk not as I always say. <laughs> wow, ah, good times, gotta good times, great oldies, cool ninety eight point three. All right, guys, uh, we've uh. <laughs> Can you legally do that? <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> oh, man. It was good. All right. So, uh, well, well, here we are. We've reached the end of this episode. Yes, um, we have. This, this wonderful, wonderful episode all about wonderful Mega Man music. And uh, in, in the midst of Mega Man Month here at Geekade.com. And that is our show. Join us next time for a very special event. After months and months of planning and narrowing down, it's finally going to be time for the first annual Waveback Awards. We've listened to the music from almost every game released in the last 365 days, and we're going to do our very best to award what we think is the best of the best. And I use the word best a lot. We're going to be <laughs> announcing the nominees over the next couple of days, so keep your eyes peeled and let us know what you think. As always, we'd like to hear everyone's thoughts and memories on the video games we discussed here today, and you can do so over on the Waveback Forum page on Facebook. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find out more information on our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com, and while you're at it, check uh, out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already, including the Mutant Musings podcast for more of jonathan's lovely voice uh and all of his wonderful writings he writes the anime annex he writes uh welcome to the d-list uh and occasionally he writes top tens like the one that is coming out later this month uh probably the next day let me look at my schedule let's see here this is going up on uh 
Monday the 7th, and the top 10 is one week later on the 14th. So a week after this goes live, you'll be able to see the full list of Jonathan's top 10 right there on geekade.com. So uh, we're going to leave you tonight with this uh, easily Jonathan's favorite track from the recently released Mega Man 7. Uh, It is one of my favorite tracks from uh, Mega Man 11. Uh, And so let's talk. Jonathan, take it away. Oh my god. Oh my god. This song. Okay. So so this is this is Fuse Man by Marika Suzuki who also did Dead Man Rising, Monster Hunter World and Lost Planet 2. Uh Just just Dead Rising. There's there no man. Okay. Uh so so whatever, whatever. This Don't this, stop it. We'll I don't, cut I don't, you. I don't care about any of that. I care about this song. This song is friggin' bananas. All right. So I got to say that uh, on my top 10, I did not include any tracks from Mega Man 11 because I felt that the instruments, the feel, the overall compositions were so vastly different from the songs uh, 1 through 10. Uh, even Mega Man 8, like still, this just had a completely different feel and I didn't feel like it was fair. Um, when this track premiered, it was with that premiere trailer, uh, what was it, December of 2017, when they premiered the trailer for Mega Man 11, whoop, this is happening, and I wasn't sold on it then, and I commented on that, that I wasn't sold on it, on the music, because it felt like this upbeat dance song, and within a year, I was so very wrong, uh, as soon as I picked up Mega Man 11, I decided to go with Fuse Man first, and this song is just epic. It is so epic. Uh, you start off, you know, g- going into, I'm guessing, like a, a power plant, but like there's this like scary background of like power lines behind you, and um, it's just the visuals in this game are wonderful. But this song just starts off so epic. Before it like works its way into like this club sort of like dance beat that still somehow makes me like want to headbang and like jump around and mosh to it. This song is just fantastic. I I, I don't know. I'm I'm running out of excited words to say, so somebody else <laughs> can say something. One of the things I like about this one a lot is um uh, you were you were talking about just the kind of the way the beat takes off. It it goes like it starts off. Let me let me back up just a tiny bit more and say that I'm not sure I necessarily agree with um the 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 whole game's compositions being so different from previous Mega Man games. I do think a lot of the music has that that very distinct Mega Man flavor to it. It does have a very specific instrumentation that I think is a little I I think it's a little abrasive. There's this very very one specific synth that they use in this game that I think is over I think it's overdone a bit. Um, but then listening to the instrumental versions of this soundtrack, which is a really interesting kind of side thing that they tossed in here, um, is really interesting to just kind of take these compositions on, to, on, on a different level. And I think once you kind of take that, take that very specific instrumentation away, uh, you, you kind of feel, or at least for me, I felt a little bit more like these songs fit with the overall Mega Man Pantheon. Um, but to get really specifically to Fuse Man's stage is that uh, this kind of reminds me a lot of the cool factor that Flashman stage has. Mm. Um, the, the 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 intro is huge. It is. Yeah. It's just. It's absolutely humongous. It just hits you with these really really big hits, and you feel like you know where the beat is going to go. But then it kind of goes into this weird cut time almost straight away, 
Like it, it, the, the, it, it's, it's just going through cut time, which is like a very strange way to take it, but then it will immediately pick right back up until this, this, this full time bit. That's just like, wow, what a rush of energy. Um, I really loved Mega Man 11. I did. Um, there are things about it I didn't love, mm-hmm. and really most of what I didn't love about it was that I don't think it was enough of an evolution for the series, especially considering what 7 and 8 did. Uh, this was... Capcom's been, I think, far too timid with Mega Man for too long. Um, I think, you know, Mega Man 9 was awesome in a lot of ways, but it came at the expense of the series evolving. Um and then they did it again with 10, which I think is one of the weaker entries. Oh, yeah. Um, mostly because it didn't evolve again. Like, this series was going places with 7 and 8. And even though I didn't love a lot of the places it was going with 8, it did have some very good ideas. Um, and then when Mega Man 11 comes around, and they're finally eschewing the old 8-bit art style and saying, okay, never mind, we're going to make that sequel to Mega Man 8. We're going to take this a modern direction. And they did a beautiful thing in a lot of ways, but they... There was there's almost no secrets. There's almost no exploration. There's no reason to go back and play the Robot Master stages again to find things that you missed. Uh, and Wily's castle just ends. Mm-hmm. You get to Wily, and then it's over. Yeah, that like that was that was that's definitely uh where it kind of fell fell off for me too. Is that Wily's castle? It just it's just very abruptly ends. Even like we, you don't really need the whole joke anymore about, oh, it's not Wily this time, but wait, it's really Wily like that. You, you don't need that anymore, but it, it, it needed a little bit more. And I 100% agree with you what you're, what you're saying about the game as a whole, but I kind of feel like, because I'm sitting here with, with being cautiously optimistic about the fact that a Mega Man 12 is going to happen. And mm-hmm. what I'm hoping to see is sort of, I don't think it's going to be as large of a jump, but some sort of improvement akin to what Mega Man One did and Mega Man uh, to what Mega Man Two did with Mega Man One. You know, it it really perfected the really good ideas there, and that's what I think Mega Man Eleven as a whole has. It's it had some really good ideas. It had a lot of solid points, um, and maybe they can improve even further with Mega Man Twelve. Well, that was the thing about Mega Man 11. Again, not to go on too much of a tirade, but um, uh, Mega Man 11 was in a, a very unique position because it had to somehow simultaneously be a sequel to <laughs> Mega Man 8 and Mega Man 10. That's true. That you know, true. It, was, it was in a very, you know, because most games don't do that. Most games don't go through a full regression like Mega Man did. Like, you play Mega Man 9 after Mega Man 8, and it's like, there's no connection there. There's zero connective tissue. You're just... This is this is your sequel to Mega Man Six, um, from a gameplay perspective, uh, and it's it's very strange, and and very incredibly jarring. And as fun as it was at, at the time, I've I've gone to look back at those two those two games, particularly Mega Man Ten, but Nine to an extent, with just a little bit of anger at the fact that they really stagnated the series. They stopped it from evolving, which is I think one of the reasons the series stopped for so long. Um, now with Mega Man 11 being in that impossible position of having to be both an evolution and a reset button, I think they did a phenomenal job. And I think you're absolutely right. If <coughs> I think Mega Man 12 is, is a given at this point because 11 was a very big success, but uh, 11 laid a really good foundation. Mm-hmm. And I want, I really, really, really want them to take some risks with 12. I want to see them really t- look at what makes Mega Man work 
and then make a modern Mega Man game, like a real true modern sequel to Mega Man 11. Um, and that's what I want. But Fuse Man stage. Yeah. Uh, now, um, uh, Matt, you haven't actually listened to this piece before, correct? No, sir. Not All familiar right, well, with the game. Uh, just some... so unfortunately, Matt's not going to have anything to say about this because, you know, this is the end of the episode. But, <laughs> I, I look forward to listening to it. Good. Well, we look forward to hearing your thoughts on it. But the rest of you, I'll write uh, him in. sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, you know, I dare you to relax. This sounds way too awesome <laughs> to relax, too. But uh, enjoy Fuse Man stage from Mega Man 11. Enjoy Mega Man 11. Enjoy all things Mega Man. Keep your eyes peeled on geekade.com for all of the wonderfulness that is Mega Man month. And we'll see you all next time. Jonathan, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Of course. Here is Fuse Man stage. Mega Man 11. Good night. Good night.